This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. <laughs> 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 Drives down and throws it down! This is my MC! That's the What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 147, episode 147 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Happy New Year. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had fun. Hope you're staying safe. Hope your family's safe. And as always, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And go ahead, say it with me. As you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some terrific podcasts, some fantastic podcasts, some super duper podcasts like... Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, The Marky P Show, Eat the Damn Cake, Drinks After Work, Those Girls You Know, Burnt Toast, I'm the promoter, he's the DJ, it's always something with JD, Let's Be Clear with Kayla, 30 Flirty and Surviving, A Chance to Strive, Music You're Missing, and of course you can always check out Big Night Breaks on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and whatnot. They do weekly card breaks every single night if you're into sports cards. Cool little investment, cool little hobby to get into. And if you're not into the breaks and you don't have that type of uh, streaming availability, you can always go down to Patriot Place and check out the sports card store called the Card Vault. There's going to be a new one opening up in Boston very soon. But go down to Patriot Place and go check out the Card Vault there. Support Chris Costa, Jesse Jess, the whole squad. And then... Another big night feature, extravaganza, a lovely presentation, whatever you want to call it, every Tuesday, Timmy Ticket Tuesday, with yours truly, Timmy Ticket, right here. Thanks so much. Hey, how are you? Every Tuesday, opportunity to win free tickets to upcoming shows at Big Night Live. Go check it out. And also, go check out BigNightShop.com. Click the Big Night Media tab. Start the new year off fresh with some delightful swag, some drip, whatever you want to call it. Click the Big Night Media tab. Banner Venture Podcast. Go get some merchandise. Sound good? Great. All right. Now, let me just get this off, like on the record right now. I have never sat down to record a podcast after a Celtics game than I have tonight, right now. This is within the hour of the Celtics beating the Orlando Magic. No joke. So I've had some greasy halftime pizza. I've had some drinks. I'm happy that they've won. I'm not impressed that they've won. I've worked over 80 hours this week. I'm absolutely exhausted. My mental health is doing well. We're thriving. Last three sessions have been whoop, whoop, so good. Or I should say whoop, whoop, whoop for three sessions. We're, 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 how can I say this? We are a glass case of emotions, as uh, the, the great Ron Burgundy would say. Glass case of emotions. So this podcast is going to be all over the place. So if you're driving... Buckle in, but you already should be. If you're on the commuter rail, I'm sorry. If you're on the T, I'm sorry. And if you're just at home, hey, hope you're enjoying your day. It's Monday. Let's let's start off the year fresh. Celtics, they're currently 18 and 19. 
They've won two in a row, currently 5-5 five and five in their last five games. They had an absolutely fucking embarrassing loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 108-103 in Minnesota on Monday night. And then Wednesday, just when you thought it couldn't get any more embarrassing, it went motherfucking embarrassing, and they lost to the Los Angeles Clippers 91-82, and I'll talk about that shortly. Then they beat the Phoenix Suns, who were very shorthanded, 123-108. to And then they beat the seven-win Orlando Magic team in overtime, 116-111. This week, they have three games. One on Wednesday versus the Spurs, then a home game versus... Or, I'm sorry, then a home-and-home home versus the New York Knicks on Thursday and Saturday. Thursday, Madison Square Garden. Saturday, TD Garden. So only three games this week. Two out of those three are at home. The Celtics have six... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, if you don't include last night's Orlando Magic game. I think the Celtics have 15 games left this month. And only two of those games are against teams over 500. The Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. Both of those games are at home. But let's be honest, I don't think either of that will matter. That's it. So the other 12, 13, 14 games that they have this month are teams with records under 500. Now, I understand the Celtics are also under 500. They're not playing up to their full potential. La da 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 da. da. Or guess what? Are they playing to their full potential? Who knows? But currently, ninth place, half a game out of the eighth seed, one game out of the seventh seed, two games out of the sixth seed. Remember, if if you're a diehard listener to the Banner Banter podcast, first off, thank you. Second, I apologize. But a few weeks ago, I said the Celtics had 16 home games in their next 22 games. And currently, they are 3-4, and four, with five of those games being at home. So, not great, Bob. Not good at all. I don't like it. I'm not into it. I'm not here for it. But they have a real opportunity to kind of go on a little bit of a winning streak here. They really do, and I'm going to talk about that later. Let's give you a quick little update on the uh, the injury, the COVID stuff, all of it, because the Celtics could be at full strength come this Wednesday when they play the San Antonio Spurs at 7.30 at TD Garden. Time Lord didn't play against the Orlando Magic with a sprained toe. Kind of a bummer after his great performance against the Phoenix Suns the other day. Romeo Langford is out with a non-COVID in- illness. What else is new? Romeo plays well, and then he doesn't play the next game. You can't trust the kid. Ugh, so frustrating. Jason Tatum, Aaron Neesmith, Ennis Freedom, or Ennis Cantor Freedom, whatever the hell his name is, they're all questionable coming off health and safety protocols. I think it's called, like, conditioning off of health and safety protocols, whatever. But chances are Neesmith, Tatum, and Freedom will be playing, will be available this Wednesday. And I think at that point, everyone will be, I hate to say this, but COVID-free. I, I think everyone has had it except for Jalen Brown, Ime Adoka, and Peyton Pritchard, and Marcus Smart, if I remember that correctly, which is shocking because I feel like Marcus Smart with the amount that he goes out in the city, it's bananas. But anyways, before we dive into a, you know the recap of the week, uh, the preview of the upcoming week, let's just start off the podcast doing stud and dud of the week. So say it with me now. Hit the music. And now it is time for the Celtics stud. <laughs> And the Celtics dud of the week. Okay, your stud and dud of the week for episode 147 of the Banner Banter Podcast. The stud of the week has to be Jalen Brown, right? I mean, that that only makes sense. He averaged 32.5 points a game, 10 rebounds, 3.5 assists, but also had 5.5 turnovers per game, which isn't ideal. He definitely stepped up with Jason Tatum being out for health and safety protocols, which happened right before the Minnesota Timberwolves. So 
you know, obviously a little frustrating to see that because this could have been a really good run of games, especially with Schroeder out and um, Josh Richardson out, you know, so many guys out. And speaking of Josh Richardson, he had a fantastic game against the Phoenix Suns, 5-10 from the field, 19 points, was uh, just fantastic off the bench. I've I've been such a big fan of Josh Richardson over the last, I don't know, five or six weeks, even though he's only played in like two of those weeks. He's been great. But anyways, this is about Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, fantastic averaging 32 points a game. He isn't shooting that great from three, 27 and a half total, but we'll take it. He has stepped in when Tatum's been out, showed why he can still be an all-star in this league, and I I feel like he finally looks healthy. He's defending very well on multiple positions, which is a plus, which is something that he did during the FIBA basketball a few summers ago when Ime was one of the assistant coaches because Greg Popovich was the head coach, who's also the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, and now we're spiraling. But... His 50-point game versus the Magic was great to see. Love to see it. I'm very happy for him. But at the same time, it was the Magic. So let's just take a deep breath. Please and thank you that, yes, Jalen Brown scored 50 points. Yes, he put the team on his shoulders. But it should have never gotten to that point. Jalen Brown shouldn't have played in this game in the last five minutes. I mean, they didn't have Cole Anthony. They didn't have Jalen Suggs. They didn't have Markel Fultz. Like, they, they didn't have, like, a lot of guys at all. But... Jalen Brown was terrific this week for the most part. Again, for the most part, he wasn't that great to end the fourth quarter in that Minnesota Timberwolves game. He had a real opportunity to to really put the game away, and he couldn't do it. He didn't shoot that well versus the Clippers, but he played very well against the Phoenix Suns. And obviously, if you score 50 points in an NBA game, that's wildly impressive. There's only been three guys this season that have done it. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and now Jalen Brown. Very, very impressive. So your stud of the week is Jalen Brown, so props to him. Your dud of the week is everyone who played versus the Clippers on Wednesday night. Holy mother of God. What was that? The Celtics shot 4 of 42 from 3. Now, for those of you keeping track at home, that is 0.095%. Let me say that again. 0.095%. That is awful. Awful. You, like, I, that's like basically miss, 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 make, make, like, I, I, I can't even do it. You don't even deserve it. No one deserves that. That was so bad. It was awful. I want to, like, thinking about it, I want to jump off a cliff. Four of 42. Four of 42. Folks. That means <laughs> folks, four of forty two. Think about doing something, okay? Think about walking in to a mall and you have forty two pennies and you're literally standing near the fountain, like the the, the wish fountain or the wish well, and you shoot forty two pennies. And only four of them hit the water. <laughs> Jalen Brown, 1 of 13. Al Horford, 0 of 7. Peyton Pritchard, 0 of 5. Romeo Langford, 0 of 3. Josh Richardson, 0 of 5. Broderick Thomas, 0 of 3. Sam Hauser, 1 of 3. And then number 12 was 2 of 3. Number 12 made half of the fucking three-pointers for the Celtics. Folks, 4 of 42. 
That is the second worst three-point shooting night in NBA history. The Celtics are the 24th worst three-point shooting team in the league this year. The Celtics are shooting 12 out of 36 per game this year, which is like 33%, which is why their offensive rating has dropped from 10th last year, 4th the year before that, all the way down to 24th. And then for those of you that are like, but the defense has improved so much. Like, come on, you got to relax. You know, you got to give and take. The defensive rating this year is 8th. Short, delicious, delightful. 13th last year, and then 8th the year before that. So, sure, you drop 5 spots, and then you're even on the defensive side. But on the offensive side, <laughs> you're, you dropped 14 and you dropped 9 that's so bad. The Celtics are such a bad shooting team. It's awful. 4 of 42. 4 of 42. That would literally be like, oh, I think there's, does everyone, have, how many teeth do you have? Um, folks, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm home right after the game. Obviously had a couple drinks, had some greasy pizza at halftime pizza, which is so delicious. Well, you know, I'm so glad that's back. Okay, so there's 32 adult teeth, okay? So let's say you had 10 more teeth and you put your toothbrush in your mouth and you only hit four out of those 42 teeth to brush. That's basically what it is. What a joke. What a joke. Like, that is LOL funny. That would sell out the Wilbur Theater. It really would. That's comedy at its finest. Four of 42. Anyways, your set of the week, Jalen Brown, your set of the week is anyone who shot a three-pointer i'm pretty sure that the kids who played before the game shot a better three-point percentage than the celtics did <laughs> 442 what a joke what an absolute joke so a quick recap of the week like i'm john oliver here celtics lost to the minnesota timberwolves on monday night in minnesota after being up five to start the fourth quarter jalen brown missed five free throws in the game i believe four of those were in the fourth quarter if not minimal of three romeo langford was a minus 32 a minus 32 that means the individuals that i'm going to mention were 32 points better when romeo langford was on the floor 32 points better when romeo langford was on the floor now this listen every single nba team is just getting absolutely destroyed with covid and i feel bad and i hope all the players are okay i hope their families are okay for example joe johnson unfortunately is not coming back on a 10-day contract we will miss him i'm glad iso joe was able to give us a cool little moment this season where he scored his bucket against the Cavs. cj miles isn't coming back and you're going to see more and more players for the celtics that they signed for the 10-day contracts the hardship whatever the heck it's called those guys are going to go away the more and more the Celtics kind of get back to normal and kind of get over COVID. Okay. But the Timberwolves didn't have Carl Anthony Towns. They didn't have D'Angelo Russells. They didn't have Patrick Beverly, and they didn't have Anthony Edwards. You ready for this? This is, you may know, if you're an average NBA fan, you know Malik Beasley. He got in trouble last year with the law. I think everything kind of got cleared up. He's a talented scorer when he's on. When he's not on, he's a, not a great basketball player. Jaden McDaniels, Josh Okoji, if you're an above average, above average NBA fan, you probably know who they are. And then they had Jordan McLaughlin, Nathan Knight, 
Jalen Noel, Chris Silva, Jake Lehman, and last but not least, Greg Monroe, former Boston Celtics center Greg Monroe. I, I think his nickname's the Moose. He had 11 points, 9 boards, and 6 assists. And Romeo Lankford was a minus 32. That means all those players that I just named that you just went, huh? Who's that? Huh? Huh? Wait, what? Who's that? I don't get it. Can you say those names again so I can Google them? Were 32 points better when Romeo Langford was on the floor. And then when they lost to the Los Angeles Clippers, Romeo Langford was a minus 13. But again, he should have been this, the dud of the week. But he played a really good game against the Phoenix Suns. He really did. And I'll, I'll give him all the credit in the world. I'm strict but fair. Romeo Langford played well against the Phoenix Suns. Happy to see it. And then, God forbid, he tries to play two good games in a row and he gets sick. But that Minnesota Timberwolves loss is why I'm not excited about this Orlando Magic win. I'm not at all. Like, it's awesome that Jalen Brown scored 50 points. It's a cool thing. He's going to be talked about on ESPN. Oh, my God, his trade value has probably gone up if the Celtics want to trade him. Oh, my God, how, you know, the Celtics have to be so happy that Jalen Brown's finally healthy. And then once Jason Tatum gets into the swing of things, oh, my God, Banner 18. You can see it now. And then after the game tonight, Marcus Smart was talking about how everyone doesn't realize how close Jalen and Marcus is. So I guarantee you, if you listen to any sports media radio station, they'll talk about how Jalen and Marcus hate playing against Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum should probably get traded. So literally find a shotgun and shoot me in the face if you hear that, because that's bound to happen. But Wednesday, when the Celtics lost to the Los Angeles Clippers, they scored 19 points in two separate quarters. Awesome. And listen. I know they're short players, but everyone is. But, like, everyone's short players, so that's no excuse. And, by the way, shout out to standby your man Marcus Morris. Dropped 23-10 and 10 in 37 minutes against his old, his old team. Unbelievable. But, you know, the Suns game, it was lovely to watch. Even though they were short, three key players, JaVel McGee, or JaVel McGee, uh, Jay Crowder, and uh, DeAndre Ayton. But, hey, the Celtics scored 30 points or more against one of the better defensive teams in the league. Devin Booker played. You know, never forget when Devin Booker dropped 70 points on the Celtics at TD Garden. He missed a whole bunch of shots thanks to some good defense. The ball movement was delightful. The Celtics hit open shots. A nice comeback game after that horrific Clippers game for sure. And, listen, during that game, the Time Lord got his first career triple-double. I was so happy for the Time Lord. I love the Time Lord. There are times where he's very frustrating. His uh, defensive placement, sometimes his defensive adjustments aren't ideal. You wish he had more of a post-up game. You wish he was more confident with his jump shot. You know, the list goes on and on. But for the most part, the Time Lord was great. And I was lucky enough to be able to sit courtside. Shout out to my season ticket rep. But I was sitting courtside, and in front of me was Leon Poe. 2008 Game 2 NBA Finals MVP. No questions asked. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. And I mentioned, I was like, oh, Rob is such a good passer this year. And Leon Poe turned around. He goes, you're right, man. And he meant, and he was so impressed that I mentioned how impressive Time Lord's passing has been. And he went on this beautiful rant about how he's been patient. He now knows where to throw the ball, where the guys are going to be if they do a backdoor cut, a V-cut, you know, off the pick and roll, the whole shebang. And it was great to see. And the Time Lord did an absolutely terrific job. And listen, I know Aiton wasn't playing or McGee wasn't play, playing, but Rob Williams, a.k.a. the Time Lord, took full advantage of the opportunity that he had. It sucks that now he has a sprain. Uh, I think it's a right toe. Yeah, it's sprain right big toe or something like that. 
I'm just really happy for him. First career triple-double. He played really well. Hopefully that gives him some confidence moving forward. And I, I really think Al Horford has been a huge help for him. Just like Al Horford's been a huge help for number 12, whether you like him or not. And by the way, <laughs> can we talk about this Magic game real quick? I'm just, just, just real quick. Number 12 tonight was fucking awful. Oh my god, he was so bad. He he couldn't do anything right. And the 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 funniest part about number 12 is like he thinks he deserves calls. Like when the foul is called against him, he thinks that like the referee is going to listen to what number 12 has to say. Like you're never you're not even in the top 50 in defense. You'll never be in an all-defensive team. Like maybe an official would listen to Marcus Smart, especially if he doesn't flop or they'll listen to Tatum or Brown cuz they're all-stars, but like holy mother of god, number 12 was awful tonight. And that the foul that he had on Terrence Ross in the cor- in the corner at the end of the fourth quarter, what an idiot! Why are you flying towards him? Fly away from him! Ugh! Gross. Let's preview the upcoming week, shall we? Wednesday, TD Garden, seven thirty, San Antonio Spurs. The last time these two teams played, uh, the Spurs won by eight. Celtics only dropped eighty-eight points. And if you're wondering, yes, Celt- uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were combined 5 of 36, and the Spurs only shot 25% from three, and the Celtics still lost the game. The Time Lord didn't play in this game, which is why the Spurs dominated the paint. I think they scored more than half of their points in the paint, so hopefully that changes if the Time Lord's back with this sprained toe. And listen, the Spurs have lost three in a row. They're now currently 14 and 21 on the year. They're 11th in offensive rating. The team can score. They have, you know, Murray and Keldon Johnson, they they have a lot of great guys that can score the basketball. Greg Popovich has a great offensive system, but they're 16th in defensive rating. So maybe Jalen continues his groove, maybe tries to help Jason get into his groove. It, I really think this is a good spot for the Celtics to be in because, listen, I was really down Monday night after that Timberwolves game. Oh me, oh my, was I down. But this is an opportunity where the Celtics could literally go into next week where they're playing the Pacers twice, the Bulls, and the 76ers. A tough week. The Pacers, they're not great, for sure. But they're talented, and it's not going to be an easy game. See the Magic. The Magic have only won seven games this year, and the Celtics had to take them to overtime at home on a Sunday at 6 o'clock to try and beat them. Absolutely unbelievable. This is this is a huge stretch for the Celtics. The Celtics should be in should be favored in literally their next five games. And if they can win these next five games, next thing you know, they're literally seven games in a row. They're winning seven out of their last 10, and they're going to be 25 and 19. I'm sorry. They've already won two in a row. So technically, if they win five more, they'd be 23 and 19. It's a huge opportunity for the Celtics. And, like, I want to say that I think they can do it, but how can you trust this basketball team right now? They weren't even great at full strength. They're barely surviving it. Somewhat strength. It's ridiculous. But then Thursday, Madison Square Garden, second night of a back-to-back against the New York Knicks. And then Saturday, 7.30 at TD Garden against the Knicks again. The Knicks have been brutal as of late. You know, the Celtics beat them on December 18th, 114-107. to The Knicks have lost two in a row. Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson are out due to health and safety protocols. They're probably not going to play in the Thursday game, but they could most likely probably play in that Saturday game. It's a... You can't split. You can't. I'm sorry. You got it. The the Knicks are are a mess. They they really are. I mean, ugh. at this point of the season, the Celtics are a better team than the Knicks. The Knicks are relying on Kemba Walker, who got benched to bail him out. Jalen Rose is still out. 
you know, Emmanuel Quickly's back. Emmanuel Quickly had a great rookie season. He can score the ball whenever he wants. He's quick off the dribble. He's a younger Dennis Schroeder. You know, he has some dumb turnovers. He can shoot the ball sometimes, but overall he can tack the rim. He can score. He can help his teammates. I don't know. The Celtics have to win all three games this week because you, you, the Celtics can't go into that Pacers game on Monday being 20-20. and 20. It's not good enough. That means you're halfway through the season and you're a 500 basketball team. Not great, Bob. Not great at all. But the Celtics have a shot to do it. I think they really and truly do. But that's it for episode episode one. Uh, but that's it for episode 147 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and dealing with me after a Celtics game. Usually, you know, I kind of wait a little bit, but I said, you know what? Shoot or shoot. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Let's get after it. Let's try and record this podcast. Hopefully it was enjoyable for you. Can't believe we're coming in on 150 episodes. We're almost at 20,000 listens, which is B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Absolutely bananas. So thanks for your support as always. Happy New Year to you and yours. 2022, hopefully it's going to be a great year for everyone, including the Boston Celtics. And we will talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.